Welcome, friends. My name is Tammy Hall, and I want to personally thank you for tuning in to another episode of His Beautiful Mess. Each week, we're going to be talking about the pitfalls and craziness that life tends to hold, trying to navigate the chaos that it brings with it one step at a time, one day at a time, together. And in the process, realizing that regardless of what our external circumstances may tell us, we are all abundantly blessed and his beautiful mess. Let's get started. Beginnings usually symbolize an end to something else. When I started this podcast, I didn't really know what to expect. I did it out of complete obedience. God asked me to do something and I said, okay, we'll see where it goes. After doing that, he started giving me different things that he wanted me to talk about. And I would write them all down in my notebook and keep track of everything that he was telling me, whispering to my heart. And last week, the conversation was supposed to be beginnings and endings. The whole idea and the process was just thinking about the things that we had went through in our own lives, right? There's always a beginning to something and then an end. And sometimes when something ends, it's bittersweet. You don't want it to end but it's the beginning to something new. It can be something as simple as singleness and going into a relationship or a marriage. It can be graduating from high school. You're so excited about being a senior finally, but then you actually graduate and you kind of miss all those other little things and you want to be home with your family and it's scary going out into the unknown and going to a college and doing all these other things, but it's the beginning of something new. It's something that God is creating new. It can be a marriage. You're going into this from being a single person and you're so excited about starting this life together with someone and you're planning and making all these dreams and it's going to be great. But at the same time, it's an end to what you did have, even though it's something you're looking forward to. It's a beginning to something new. It can be something like in our family personally, my daughter stopping homeschooling after being homeschooled her entire life and starting a new journey in public school in high school. It was so exciting to watch her do something new, a beginning, a fresh new start, all of the things that were going to unfold for her. But at the same time, my heart hurt because the ending was I was no longer going to be her teacher. We were no longer going to have those special moments we had each and every day where we learned together and I got to see her sit across the table in her pajamas reading her book or doing her lessons and writing it down and getting to see her handwriting and all those little moments that you don't realize are moments until they're gone. But God decided to take me on a different journey this week. While beginnings and endings were already in his plan and written down in my schedule, I didn't realize he was going to walk me through a true beginning and ending. See, what I shared about in my last podcast and watching this person close to me walk another husband through a battle with cancer was that this was my mom and my stepdad. It was one of those moments where you get to watch your mom love and minister to those around her in their final days. She did it with my dad first as he battled with cancer for over a year. And then with her second husband for over a year and a half as he fought to stay in this world, as he fought to just live each and every day with her because they had just found each other. 
Their story is really precious. They actually were each other's first loves. They fell in love as teenagers, and they drifted apart, only to find each other over 40 years later. And then they ended up getting married and starting their life together. But eight years into that marriage is when the cancer became not just apparent, but it infiltrated their lives and it changed the trajectory of everything. It's really hard to witness somebody being loved so much, knowing that it's coming to an end, knowing that each moment you have is just that a precious moment that is fleeing in time. I had the amazing privilege to be there for the last few days of his life. I got to see a man truly love his wife in the middle of him being totally pain-stricken in this body, this vessel that was eaten up by cancer. When his wife would start to tear up, he would take his hand and gently cradle her face, letting her know how much he loved her and how he was trying to take care of her in that same moment. I'll be honest, that's a moment that will be forever etched in my brain because it was one of the most precious and sweetest moments I have ever witnessed. I realize how lucky I am because I was present for not just when my dad passed. I was present when he passed too. John was a dad that didn't have to be a dad. I was a grown woman. He didn't have to care, but he did. See, his new beginning with my mom symbolized an end to his bachelorhood. She was his only wife. He waited for her to come back into his life before he decided to make that decision and be married. And it was precious to watch this end of one chapter and a beginning of a new one. But you never know when that beginning will become an ending. So I was there at the end of his life. But what was more precious is I was there at the beginning when he got to be ushered into eternity. See, we have the opportunity. We can focus on what we lose or we can focus on what we gain. In every situation of life, it doesn't have to be something as drastic as dying. Even though I'm sorry, everybody, that's going to happen to us one day, eventually. The only thing that's guaranteed in life is that we will one day take our last breath here and we get the opportunity to be ushered into eternity with Jesus and have no more pain, no more suffering, and live a precious life with our Savior. Or we can choose not to believe in that and miss out on all of that. I'm so grateful that our family has that in their minds, in their hearts. It's something we get to look forward to. So when we say goodbye to someone here, it's not goodbye. It's I'll see you later. We get to see Jesus' promises fulfilled in each person that passes into his precious presence. I've seen and witnessed some amazing things in my life. But the one thing that I'm most grateful for is knowing that the ending we see here is only the beginning of something new. The hardest part of going from beginning to an ending or an ending to a beginning is being willing to transition with it. This is where we usually get stuck in the middle, right? That transition place where we don't want to let go of what we had. We don't want to let go of what is, what was. 
Sometimes we even have the fear of moving forward into the new things that life is trying to bring our way. But if we can just stop and realize that beginnings usually symbolize an, an end to something, and we can realize it's actually going to be also a beginning to something else. The only thing way we're going to get there is if we grow. And the only way we will grow is by moving. We can't just sit there and become stagnant in this life. We have to transition with it. We have to allow what needs to end to end. And we have to allow a new adventure to begin. It's all parts. It's all steps. It's all different, intricate, moving pieces that that God is busy weaving into place. But we have the opportunity. We don't have to pick them up, but we can choose to pick them up. We can choose to see what's next. There's a verse that was on my mind this week, and I couldn't let go of it. But then I was like, well, it doesn't really apply to what I have in mind, God. And then today, God made it abundantly clear. While it wasn't on my mind, it was on his mind. See, what ended up happening is this verse would not come out of my brain. It was like on a constant replay in my brain for me to stop and look it up. But I kept saying, that's not what I had envisioned, God. That's not what I wanted to talk about. And then I opened up this planner that I have to help keep track of my life. But this planner is more special to me than any of the other ones I've had because it has scripture in it. And it reminds me each day to read a little bit of God's word. And I was really wanting to read something today because John, my mom's husband who just passed, said one of the best things of his life was that he would read three chapters a day out of the Bible. It was just a way for him to feed his soul and to meet with Jesus in a personal way. And I wanted to just do something in honor of him this week. And so when that was staring back at me in my planner to read these chapters, which ironically was three chapters, I decided to, okay, I'll read it. And then when I looked at it again, I went, oh, this is the verse that's been on my heart. So I got my Bible out. I opened it up to Ecclesiastes chapter three. And sure enough, it was the same verse that had been on replay in my mind over and over and over for days. So that was my validation from God that I needed to share this with you guys this week. So we're going to jump into Ecclesiastes starting at verse 3. A time for everything. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden God has placed on us all, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, 
But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded that there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or taken from it. God's purpose is that people should fear Him. What is happening now has happened before, and what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. God's work is the same from beginning to end. So if we allow Him to change our beginnings into an end, and then when those end, it signifies that something new is beginning. Sometimes if we just stop and embrace the change, embrace the moments, we get to truly witness what God can do. If there is anybody out there listening to my voice who doesn't know who Jesus is, really know who Jesus is, let me know. Reach out to me or reach out to someone that you trust. Question it. Wrestle with it. It's okay. God's big enough for that. If he's big enough for me to have a temper tantrum and yell and argue with him, he's big enough to handle you questioning him. Trust me. I know what you're going to find. There's a book that I love. It's called A Case for Christ. It is actually written by a man who was an atheist, and he was writing all these things and studying to prove that God did not exist. And what he found when he wrestled, when he searched, was quite the opposite. How amazing is that to try to prove God wrong and let him show you where he was in all the little details? So today, whatever it is that you're wrestling with, wrestle with it, but do it with God. Allow him to be part of the process. If we take anything that we are doubting or struggling with or just overwhelmed with and we give it to God first or we wrestle with it with God, even if it's God, why are you doing this? Why have you forsaken me? We will see that even in those moments, God's doing something precious. John didn't ask to get cancer. He actually asked for God to heal him. He expected, because he believed in his almighty God, that Jesus would heal him here on this earth so he could have more time with his wife. That's what they prayed for, was more time. What people don't recognize is sometimes we expect things in our way. We look at it from our perspective. Well, if he asked for more time and he didn't get it, he ended up dying. Does anyone know that the doctors only gave him a matter of months and he lived for a year and a half? That was God answering that prayer and giving them more time. When he prayed and he asked God for total healing to eradicate the cancer from his body, does anybody notice that God did provide healing? Just not in the way he anticipated it. He healed him. He made him whole forever and ever in eternity with Jesus. This body was going to fail him. It had served its purpose. And then God said, that's enough. I want you with me. I have no doubt that he heard the words, well done, good and faithful servant, because he led so many people to Jesus. My question is, if you know God, are you willing to show people Jesus through your actions, through your words, in whatever you do? Are we quick to be worldly? Are we more quick to try to prune Jesus into our hearts? 
I remember my beginning in my Christian walk. My kids were very little, actually. My youngest wasn't even in kindergarten yet. And we decided to do a beach club ministry, which is where, in Texas, a church actually goes into a public school and offers a Bible study after school. Anybody who wants to come can come. You don't have to be a specific denomination. You just want to know about Jesus, then you come. So we did. It was the first time that I wasn't just behind the scenes being a helper. It was the first time that I had stepped up to do something different, to lead the worship for these kids. I was terrified at first. I was just, oh my goodness, what if I mess up and these kids are going to notice and I'm singing and I'm dancing, I'm going to say the wrong words. And I did multiple times, but every time I did, those kids enjoyed it more because my imperfections were just something sweet that they saw as, oh, I do that too. So often we're looking for perfection instead of allowing God just to use us the way we are because people don't want perfection. They want humanism. They want someone real. That's what we have to offer. So my beginning of stepping into my Christian walk was an end of me being timid and ended me living just for myself and saying, I want to do something more for God. We all have a beginning. We all have an ending. It can be what we do for Jesus. It can be what we do for our families. It can be our line of work. It can be going from relationship into a marriage. It can be any transition in life that you can think of. But the question is, are you bringing God with you? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you that you realigned this week, that you took what you had laid on my heart to get my attention and turned around and transformed it into something more, into what you wanted it to be. I pray that this podcast will always be what you want it to be, never something of my own doing, but only something that is God-orchestrated and led. I pray for each person who is hearing my voice that you will be with them this week in all the different things that they're in the middle of doing, whether it's a battle, whether it's a struggle, whether it's joy and they're celebrating. Lord, be with them in the details. And I pray for that person today who's questioning, who's got something that they want to just talk with you about, but they're not sure how to do it. God, open that window to their heart. Allow that conversation to go back and forth between the two of you to slowly evolve into a way that they can truly hear your voice and truly communicate the way they're desiring to. And Lord, I pray for the person that doesn't know you. I pray that you will just start planting these little seeds in their heart and then one day they will take root and flourish in a way that brings them all the way to you so they can know who you are. They can know the God that I serve, the God who wants to be in every little detail, big and small, the God who cries when I cry, the God who holds me when I'm sad, and the God who rejoices with me when I'm happy. You're like that for all of us if we just allow it. I thank you for who you are, for what you've done, Lord, and it's in your precious Son's name I pray. Okay, my friends, until we meet again, I pray that you have a great week. I pray for blessings upon your household and that you all stay safe. Know you're being thought of and prayed for as you go through this next week. Talk to you soon.